Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm gonna be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate all right so you're listening to this podcast right now london is blue and guess what we host our podcast on anchor.fm that's right if you're looking to host your own podcast this is the easiest free way to get started. This has got a content creation tool allows you to record and the podcast right from a phone. That's right, don't even need a computer, but you can do it there too. They'll also help you distribute it, which is probably the most challenging part. You don't want to have to mess with that. They got you covered. You can get it right on a Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well as any other place podcasts are found. And you know what? You can monetize it too. Make a little cash for sharing your great content with the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one individual place. So you know what? Head over to your app store, download the Anchor app, or head to anchor.fm to get started if you're ready to launch your podcast and make it happen. Hi, this is Ruben Loftus-Cheek. This is William. I'm Mason Mount. You're listening to the London is Blue podcast. Hey, welcome back, Chelsea fans, to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. Uh, A little Care About Cup edition, sitting around the old coffee table, as as we are right now, the kitchen dining room table, Nick, because... just one big family here. That's right. Uh, the Airbnb has provided us this lovely table, and um, we're going to use it to record. And that's how we are resourceful, Dan. Yeah, well, we're looking right over Brandon's shoulder, and you can see into Fulham Broadway, where plenty of people have worked through the station to get back home after a thrilling Chelsea victory. Thrilling! Since 1905. Right. It was definitely something that was thrilling this evening. Uh, We'll get into a lot of that, obviously. Um, Again, apologize on the iTunes and Patreon shout out. Just as we're traveling, it's um, been a little bit more challenging to stay up to date on those. So we'll get back to you guys next week when we are back stateside. Um, But we'll go into match review, which means we kick it off with the lineup, Dan. Yeah, so... Plenty of changes for Frank Lampard's starting 11 with the Youth Revolution plus Willie Caballero. Willie Caballero between the sticks. We saw Zuma, Alonzo, Mark Gahey, and... Gahey. 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 Anyway. No no R. And Reese James playing alongside the midfield of... You know, okay. The the Chelsea (laughs) fifth stand-up... 
is terrible for not listing in the order of the actual, like where the player is on the pitch. Is it numerical order? <laughs> no, it's not. So it goes Caballero 13, Zuma 15, Alonzo 3, Mark Gurhey 44, Reese James 24, Polistic 22, Barkley 8, 20, Hudson Adoy, Gilmore 47, Pedro 11, and Mishi Bachuai 23. Makes sense to me. But yeah. it was a 4 2 3 1 for most of the game. It was in the first half, I would say. So obviously, the four at the back, you got, you start with Alonzo, Gurhi, Zuma, uh, and Reese James. You're holding to a very defensive duo, <laughs> Barkley and, and uh, Gilmore, and you're attacking three of Pedro. Kyle Hudson-Doy, Pulisic, and Batsman up front. I yeah, mean, substitutes included Jorginho, Tomori, and Joran Matson, Mount, Abraham, and Cumming. And it was a Joran and Matson in the 66-67th minute who made appearances. All right. Well, uh, Nick, you actually were really excited about this, so I'm going to let you do the stats this stats. time. Stats! It's a weekly stats update. Um, f- the final score was a stat that we should talk about. It was... Sure can. It was 7-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Seven's quite a bit. In, in soccer, it is. One isn't very much, so that was good. Uh, Ross Barkley on the board in the fourth minute. Uh, the batsman with the seventh minute and 86-minute strikes for a brace. Pedro stepping up to eliminate all penalty controversy uh, and taking the pen in the 43rd minute. Zuma, 56th minute. Reese James getting on the scoreboard uh, after a lovely kind of quick shot in the 82nd minute. Then finally, Caltech, Caltechers, Callum Hudson-Odoi, uh, 89th minute, finally got one after about 100 attempts on goal. Uh, overall, 72% possession, which you probably would have expected. 24 shots, 10 on target to Grimsby's 8 and 3, respectively. Uh, 9 fouls to Grimsby's 11. Uh, no yellow cards uh, to Grimsby's 1. And so it's kind of a clean game, actually, surprisingly. Uh, and then we beat them on corners eight to nothing. Um, so that was good. Overall, Dan, tough to beat that stat line, that score line, and uh, and that many youth players playing in a match. Look, you can get knocked out by Colchester, or you can beat Grimsby Town. So we opted to go with the latter and advance in the Carabao Cup to go face Man United. Yeah, look, Spurs suck. All right, they lost to Colchester. <laughs> Embarrassing. West Ham. Losing to Rochdale, if I even pronounce that right. United going to penalties. It's it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, we played. Uh, United went to penalties against Rochdale. and then West, Oxford. Yeah, Oxford West and West Ham. Yeah. So the fact of the matter is, Chelsea played like our B and a half team and still just ran right. I think it was fully a B team. B minus, I'm thinking like maybe C plus. The average age at the end of the match was 20 years and two months or something like that. And the only reason it was that high is because Willie Caballero was about 36 <laughs> in net. Yeah, well, so it's very much a weighted average. Look, so I, I think about as we were coming into this, um, again, we were blessed with the fortune of hanging out with a bunch of fans pre-match of the cock. And, you know, there's a lot of discussion of us asking those fans, Nick, of, you know, what do we expect? Like, what, what are we walking into? I don't know what a Grimsby town is. I don't know what that level <laughs> league is. Like, is, is this going to be tough? Is this going to be a cakewalk? I mean, what what are we getting? What even is a Grimsby? You know what Not I'm saying? Not a clue. <laughs> it, it's the way Brandon looked in that photo. It is a Grimsby. It's a Grimsby. It's a Grim, Grims Busby. Um, yeah, it was, it was actually really interesting when we walked in. 
And we were hanging out with Rick Glanville, Chelsea's historian, earlier today. and Official. Official historian. Um, wonderful friend of the pod. And we were just sitting and talking and, and you know, just so happened to him that Grimsby, the parents of Grins, Grimsby's goalkeeper, uh, were, were in the cock tavern having a drink before leaving and, you know, ended up doing a little bit of banter back and forth with us. And, uh, and then we put seven past our son. So, um, yikes. Well, Mr. Mi- Mrs. McEwen were very nice uh, for the time that they spent there. They definitely gave it back to the other <laughs> fans who were maybe less tolerant of their presence there. And look, you know, McEwen uh, definitely got involved in all phases of the match, made sure that he was ever-present in stopping some shots. and yeah, three did, saves. Hey, look, he, he made it difficult for Callum. He definitely made sure that he wasted a little bit of time and, you know, credit to him for just, you know, being known in the match for things other than just being shot by. What, what is he, a Liverpool goalkeeper, Brandon? He was wasting time in the 15th minute? What are we What are we doing? He was a weird cat. I couldn't wrap my mind around it. He was like <laughs> 60 yards off his line. He's like running to the sideline, talk to the coach, running back, drinking copious amounts of water. I. He was just a weird, weird guy. And yes, he, he took about one and a half minutes to take a goal kick because he'd pretend to go short and then eventually would set it up nicely and go long. It was just, it was obnoxious, honestly. Um, you, you know, but I think we saw pretty quickly. Would you say fourth minute was the first goal? Yep. And Barkley lightly dribbled past about four <laughs> players. Turned turned on a bit of the Jets, which um, he's known for. Clearly, one of the. <laughs> I mean, he's quick, but I mean, he shouldn't be able to get past players that easy. I mean, yeah. And and to be fair, uh, he hit a hard shot, but it was right at Grimsby's goalkeeper and near post, and it you know went in. So. I mean, it's good for Ross. I mean, clearly, he's you know dealing with confidence issue after you know missing the penalty last week, and um, you know I think it's just good for him to get some solid minutes. He didn't really play as one of a two holding midfielders. He was he was pretty far upfield most of the time, but yeah, he seemed to link up passing well. Dan, I mean, there, there wasn't anything super notable about his performance, but good that he got a goal. Yeah. You know, it definitely was a quick start for Ross, but I think ultimately he was not, you know, would not be my man in the match. But uh, what about we're, your, we're not there. What so. about your Dan of the match, though? Uh, he would not be my Dan of the match either. To be decided later in the pod. Yeah, right, absolutely. All I was kind of getting at is, like, we, we found out really quickly kind of what level Grimsby <laughs> Town was. And, you know, and and that's that's going to happen in, in these matches. And I've, so, just, I've just pulled up the dictionary definition of a Grimsby. Uh-huh. That's a beaten. That's a paddling. <laughs> it's a uh, it's it's a not very good football team. Um, okay, well, I'm going to mute your mic here real quick. Um, that was bad. <laughs> just just want to <laughs> let you know. So I think obviously the big talking points are, are obviously we had uh, a lot of youth, and I think that you would probably be forgiven if you didn't realize that everyone really, really wanted to see Reese James. I know Gary was an exciting uh, prospect, but no one's expecting him to play week in, week out. Same with Billy Gilmore. It's great for him to get minutes, but the expectation is not he's going to be playing in the Premier League. So with all of those subs, you pretty much have on one flank, Callum Hudson-Odoi. want to see how he does. Mishi, who's not a youth player, needs to see how he does. Pulisic, according to the news, a man gone completely missing. You know, struggling for form. Uh, surprise! He actually was in SW six tonight. Yeah, and, uh, you know, can't confirm. Apparently, an absolute crisis. 
crisis. And then, and then lastly is Reese James. So like based on kind of those five players, um, I guess who stood out for you or who did you end up watching the most just to kind of see how they performed? I, I mean, I was definitely watching Pulisic tonight. Um, you know, you and I, Brandon both have his shirt. Um, sure do. We, we wore it to the match. We thought there was a pretty good chance he was going to play. And, you know, look, I, I think he struggled to link up if I'm honest. Like, I, I don't, I don't think it was like a really great performance from him. He did get an assist, which was good. But I mean, overall, it was just kind of tough. But, you know, that's who I was watching. And I know that there are far better performances on the pitch. But, uh, you know, you know, sue me. I'm, I'm American and I wanted to watch him play. So what did you think? Uh, you know, again, I, to me, whereas... Like, I don't think he and Reese linked up as well as Alonzo and Callum did. I think there was probably still a little bit of uncertainty between those two players. Um, and, you know, I think it showed because Christian was making, especially in the first 30 minutes, was making some really good runs, linking up with Pedro, linking up with Barkley. Um, got a little bit unlucky that, that a cross didn't kind of find a target in the middle of the box. And, you know, I think was doing some really good things. And in the second half, he kind of drifted way out wide, didn't really show for the ball a ton. Then when he did, he didn't really take anybody on or create a whole lot. So uh, up and down, you know, I think I'd rate him kind of an average performance then. It was it was inconsistent. I think that that would be the fair way to describe how he contributed mm-hmm. today. Definitely times where he had runs and had lanes to and was making the run, but wasn't spotted and wasn't chosen by the person to play the pass as the next individual in the attack. So, yeah, I mean, good, good off the ball at times. But when he did get the ball, he just didn't make great use of his opportunities. And so as much as we were hoping to see him perform well and and we were, uh, you know, he was on our side of the pitch. Uh, We were in the West uh, West End he was on our side in the second half of the game. There were definitely some good runs, but you know, I think Brandon, there were plenty of times where it just was a very selfish match in ways because mm-hmm. there were definitely times where players uh, went to drive in to take the goal themselves to just continue piling on what was essentially a pounding on Grimsby Town. Yeah, which is kind of what I said. It you know is Eric Muggle Shane in the Discord was talking about his concern over Pulisic and I, you know, being there live, maybe we had a a different angle, but yes, people were significantly, um, more selfish than what they would be allowed to be in a Premier League match. Uh, and that's what happens when you are able to whoop up on a lower level team. Uh, Callum was very bright, uh, created a lot of opportunities. If anything, you know, cons- the only concern is that he he couldn't score until the very very end. Um, just went to many touches, didn't place it properly. Uh, Reese James, on the other hand, absolute like tank. He he looks ready to go, which is a little scary to think because I think you have to still pump the brakes because Grimsby Town are bad. But he looked wait really wait, good. What? But remember, you have to take it like he was really good. He was productive offensively. No one's getting around defensively. And so you you expect a player that can play at the Premier League level to look head and shoulders above your opposition. You know, he he was like standing on their shoulders. It wasn't even close. In addition to Grimsby Town not being technically sound, Dan, they were also not fast. And um and I think Reese is both of those things. So that's that's good for him. That's plus two. 
uh, if you're keeping track at home. And, um, you know, I think, I think this proves very little to me about his level, but it was a really good performance in terms of, you know, getting confidence. Clearly, I think he, he was just so damn excited to be out there that he was probably a little over aggressive in the first, you know, 20 or 30 minutes and then really settled into the game in the second half. I mean, looked kind of a cut above uh, the rest of the players on the pitch for me. And uh, I think for him to be able to have two assists and a goal and that goal being, you know, a nice kind of quick shot, keeping uh, your, uh, your boy McEwen. Who was who that? McEwen. McEwen. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. Um, <laughs> catching him <laughs> off guard a little bit. Uh, I think it was just great, man. And, and, I'm I'm pumped for him to come back. I just hope that he you know takes his time and, and really gets fit for the Premier League. So he definitely was a, a value add. I think it was nice to watch him again when they flip sides and we had a chance to watch him in the second half. Just really body off some of the defenders. Really good work at either preventing you know, the the attackers from getting to the ball. His ability to move forward with it. His ability to pick up passes. And, and again. Most of us did not watch 30-plus matches of Wigan last season, so it's really hard to say, oh, yeah, I haven't watched a Reach James since dot, dot, dot. And, you know, our, uh, you know, we met up with our friend uh, Chelsea Youth at the cock earlier, and, you know, he was absolutely buzzing with just what the lineup looked like and you know, how many players we were going to get to see that he's been watching in person for years and years and years. And I think to then have this opportunity at night to watch someone like Reese get this first team debut, get an opportunity to assist and then assist again and then score is just absolutely wonderful. And he picked out some great passes. You know, the game looked very sound technically, uh, really great pace. And I think that it's, it's exciting. I think the biggest thing is just to temper the expectation, Brandon, and not say that he is immediately a plug-and-play into the Premier League, even though this was great because ultimately the level of Grimsby, you know, we, are, we, are, we have not put seven goals past anyone in the Premier League this season. Like, most teams don't put seven goals past a Premier League team. City did. We put five. It's not that far off. I think Reese is ready, especially against lower-level Premier League teams. I mean, like, in hindsight, a Sheffield, if he was ready, all day, all day long. Uh, we just have to kind of see what opportunities present themselves, though. You know, we're at a bit of a defensive hit right now with Christensen kind of as an unknown return date. Uh, I think Zuma is still ready to go. You've got Tomori. Uh, Emerson being out. Rudiger uh, being out. Rudiger being out. Do you move Aspin to back three? And maybe open some some room up in for... Uh, you know, for East James, there's going to be options. But uh, we're going to take a really quick break and we're back. It'll be more about the team, but most importantly, your social media questions. So again, thank you to the sponsor. We'll be right back very, very, very quick. All right, so back at it. Um, I thought I thought Misha looked good tonight. I thought he was active. I thought he was involved in the play. Uh, he even dribbled some players. Overall, I thought he had, what, a brace? It's hard to keep track at this point how many goals went in. Um, but anyways, Dan, I thought he looked really bright in a game he needed to. Obviously, Giroud, we've confirmed that he's been out sick, and that's why he didn't play tonight. Sure, Naz shooting out that, and that was really helpful to understand that. I think the thing, the only thing that bothered me with Mishi is there were one or two times in the match where he had an opportunity to pass it out and set someone else up for a goal, 
and it would have been a much easier play in and instead he kind of took it himself. And again, you want a striker to be hungry. You want them to go score goals. You are the beneficiary of Mishi scoring some nice, you know, nice goals tonight. But I think just being able to pull his head up just a touch to look out for that out ball, Nick and find players in space to contribute would have been nice to see. You got to witness firsthand just how fast that ball leaves his foot. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> he legitimately does have a rocket for a, a shot. I mean, uh, I believe the player who he hit um, will have that welt for some time. Um, let's call it a month. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, look, Mishi's a selfish striker. I think he's even maybe a little too selfish, like Dan was saying, like, there, you know, Pulisic had a run in one time. He, he left it. Barkley had a run in one time. You know, kept it, and it just, I think for Mishi, you know, to make it at Chelsea, scoring a goal here or there is just not going to be enough. Um, I think he has to show that he can link up with the team. Uh, I think he has to show you know, the fortitude to keep his head in the game when things aren't going his way. I mean, clearly tonight was a different story because it was so easy for the most part. But, I mean, you've seen him get very, very frustrated at times if he isn't getting service. So, I, I mean, I think, again, this is not an indictment on his performance. He scored two goals and, and you know, was generally very dangerous. But I think we all look at a performance or, uh, you know, the entire performance for the team as, you know, how do we continue to build – momentum in this season to to really take on the league and and improve in the champions league and you know i i don't know kind of where mishi fits into that picture right now well i, w- I was going to run through some social media questions here sure. you know on, on discord uh but two out of the three is, is one question going to be about gilmore uh two out of three though are the exact same thing okay it, it, reese james everyone wants to know how quickly is he going to be starting how quickly we've already covered that though we, we've talked about it so then another question is you know, from, from Chase saying, or from Mark, which youth player impressed you the most today? Which is sad because Zuma, Pedro, me, these guys on the fringe that, you know, aren't youth players are getting getting the cut, but that's what today was about. Today was the focus on everyone. It was about the youth, and the veterans are supposed to be there to support them so they could have a day out. So uh, we're going to consider youth essentially not Zuma, obviously not Pedro, obviously not Willie, any other ones we should rule out? Barkley. Yeah, probably not Barkley. All right. Other than that, fair play. Uh, who's your standout youth player? Billy Gilmore. Okay. Billy fucking Gilmore. We apologize for your earballs for that bullshit. That's okay. J- Jake, the editor, will fix it in post-production <laughs> and not blow people's eardrums out. Uh, the Mick Regista, as uh, oh, our friend uh, Joe Tweez is trying to circulate. Sorry, Joe. I'm not on that one. It, he was he was great to watch, and I think you know Billy had a little bit of an appearance in preseason. We had a chance to watch him over streams during that period to watch how quickly he moved the ball. His five yards side to side. <laughs> uh, th- there were plenty of times he was driving the ball forward and distributing and delivering that pace, but. Miss hit his 60-yard switches. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of hype. I'm not on it today. You I were thought, not? I, I, thought, I thought he was fantastic. He showed for yeah. feet, but I mean, he, he was, he was I, okay. I, th- I think he was our man of the match. I, I would go Reese personally, but I mean, I will say, 
he was supposed to be in a midfield too, and Barkley was nowhere around him for most no. of the match. So, I, in that regard, I would I would definitely credit his performance. I think um, he's definitely more disciplined than Ross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he just he looks he looks like he will belong very soon. Maybe just not yet. Um, you know, Frank was you know on the on the fifth stand coverage after the game and said. You know, he was playing balls in the feet really well and that, you know, he was turning and looking instead of, you know, kind of maybe dribbling through traffic. And, you know, we saw whoever number 10 was for Grimsby was pushing him around all game, trying to get in his head. He wasn't even having it. Um, I, I think it was a very good technical performance. Um, maybe not so great when he entered the final third. I think could be a legitimate, you know, criticism of the performance. But, I mean, overall, I mean, pfft. Well, he controlled the whole pace of the game. I mean, you don't get 72% possession without Billy kind of taking the ball and moving it through midfield. And, you know, we're not going to play it over the top a whole lot this year. So it was it was good to see. I don't I don't think he's a regista, though. I mean, for, for as much as that's being thrown around, it, you know, we were talking after the game, it was a lot more Fabregas than yes. it was Jorginho. And, and I think that's... It's a credit to him, but he's a little quicker. <laughs> yeah, and so he, he's got he's got his legs still. Yeah, tell you what, I mean, he's he's young. He's I think seventeen. Uh, he looks like he's where he should be from a development mm-hmm. standpoint. Highly technical, can play in tight spaces. Uh, I thought his his long ball lacked a little bit, but again, he he's seventeen. Like he is on pace, like technically to be just fine. But I would say he is fantastic at reading the game. And I think that is something, again, that is really hard to teach, which the other things, the physical side of it, the, 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 you know, the, the long ball accuracy and some of those other technical skills will come. But a huge coup for Chelsea to have him amongst the ranks. I mean, he will be a fantastic player. I'm really excited to see at some point, probably not this year, maybe next year, where he goes out on loan and how he does. Because... Might not I, have to anymore. I mean, maybe not, right? But... Like a Connor Gallagher, though, right? Yeah, odds odds of that he does need to like challenge himself at the championship level, not the league two level. Um, and and I think he's going to thrive. I mean, he just in the interview after Dan, he he seems so composed and professional. And you know, I put myself back as a seventeen year old, and you know, it's just I, I was not anywhere near mature enough uh, to deal with that kind of thing, and. I think it's just a huge credit to him and his giant personality to to be able to go out, you know, with grown men around him and and just show up like he did today, and and that's awesome for him. Yeah, he he was a joy to watch. I think he definitely showed that he had command. He was it, it's very similar to the reason why a lot of people praise Ethan Ampadu when he came to the lineup the first time, where he just showed up. And he didn't give a damn what age you were, how long you'd been in the squad. He was going to give you directions. And that same ethos was very evident in the way that Billy played as he was directing the defenders. He was telling Zuma where he wanted the ball to be passed. And just that ability to jump in and take control, he has a very, very bright Chelsea future ahead of him. Yeah, you can see why he's, you know, you... 19 you're 18 Scotland captain uh I mean one of the youth teams yeah leader you know if you're Lampard this is going to be a fun project you know it's going to be incredibly enjoyable because you see a lot of 
quality there. It's just you need to mold it into the right thing. So I was I was pumped to see Callum's uh, willingness to attack players, yep. his ability to get in behind players. And I mean, overall, like a, a good ability at crossing the ball into the box. Obviously, he didn't always find someone. Um, yeah, there was definitely a couple of moments where he was a little bit more timid in the tackle, but fine. <laughs> like he 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 deserves that. He'll get there. But he's not a player who's looking to get stuck in all the time and like really doesn't want to be bodied up by an outside back. And so uh, just his runs, his explosiveness, his confidence to go get the ball at times and things like that. Uh, you know, I. I was really excited about that. And again, I don't want to just continue talking about two players the whole night of Billy and, and Reese. Uh, so I just want to give credit to Callum and especially on his, his road to recovery, I'd say. Yeah, I want to I want to hit on Tino Anchorin really quick because uh, Phil from Chelsea Youth kind of gave us the sneaky preview that this was a Ruben Loftus-Cheek-sized person. I think he's probably thicker than Ruben Loftus-Cheek and thoroughly enjoys himself in and around the box. Um, this, uh, you know, first time seeing him in person, obviously, Dan, I, I was very impressed. He was willing to chase. He looked like he had, you know, kind of good link-up play and then, you know, had a golden opportunity to bury a shot that he kind of rounded the goalkeeper on and I think kind of got a little ahead of himself. But, uh, man, I was I was pretty impressed by by Tino Andrew. Yeah, he came in and a- added value in what he did. I think you know Matson also came in at the same time, looked really solid in a, at the left back capacity. Was interchanging well on that side. All around, I don't think I walk away feeling disappointed by any of the contributions. Whether it's Pulisic struggling, which I think is it's good for him. It's healthy for him to go through moments where it's not all great and it's not all gravy and he's going to have to work through it and improve and find ways to connect with other players on this team. And two, Billy Gilmore, Reese James having incredible evenings and everybody's going to go on social media and praise them to to no end. And obviously that's where the club and have to kind of manage now the expectation for them, make sure that they just stay focused. But I, I think... We joke about, I think the real man of the match here, it has to be Neil Bath. I mean, the academy is what has produced these wonderful players and brought them into Chelsea and got them to this point. I think, you know, you also could give a associate man of the match to like Jody Morris and Joe Edwards, who have been coaching those youth teams that brought these players up under Neil Bath and the academy. Like, this is just vindication for them in this evening that this project is something that has been worth investing in for years and years and years and it is paying dividends all all the dividends are getting paid right now and that is an exciting thing yeah i mean compare this to spurs who had to bring on three internationals as subs and lose to colchester i mean i don't know I, i there's a lot to be excited about uh i think you know i i would yeah, I think it's I think it's very appropriate to be excited for Frank Lampard right now uh, to get his first home win as manager for it to be this resolute. I'm sure he wanted it about a month ago and not now. Um, but again, it has to be special for him, and it's what the team needs. You know, they need to build up this fortress again um, to be a place that they're almost guaranteed to to have a result and and more likely than not to win. And um, I think that's good. I mean, now you got to do it against Brighton and then you got to keep building. So, um, you know, I, I think it's 
very good to be excited for Frank, even though this was, you know, not clearly a great opponent. So can I ask a question? No. Sure. Yes. Um, no. Which youth player who played tonight for the first time this season will get the most minutes by the end of the year? It's Reese James or Callum Hudson-Odoi. Mm, intriguing. And Reese James has less competition. We have many more wingers and attackers than we have right backs. So I'm going to go Reese. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Callum. See you at the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us know what you think on social media. Uh, you know, I, I think the best thing about this is that Frank will get more looks at more players in his pool because we're going to need them. We have games, you know, every three, four days still until the next international break. Uh, we need rotation very badly. We're a thin squad. So honestly, I think that's probably the best thing to come out of it because these kids went out and got confidence. They have swagger. They attack teams. And they didn't just bunker up for a one nothing win against a, a lower league opposition. It, it, that is probably the thing we can run out with this. So again, uh, hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you thought on social media. Uh, we'll be on the Twitters, on the Instagrams, all of that stuff to chat with you until Brighton, which we will be at again. How lucky are we to be able Saturday, to do three, three matches? PM. Our first three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday. And, uh, and let me tell you, uh, I hear it's going to be live, perhaps even lit, Dan. Uh, Shut him up. Shut him up. I'm Shut very excited for, I'm, I'm, pre, I'm pre-thinking about beers, and that's going to be good. Okay. Well, super excited for that flight home Sunday. But until next time, Chelsea fans, Fairless you know what to do? Fairless 5 Oktoberfest. Keep the blue flag mm-hmm. flying high.